I'm Bishop Greg Davis. Welcome to When the Right One Comes, part two with R.C. Blakes. Listen, I need you to like and share uh, the page. I need you to subscribe to When the Right One Comes. Uh, thank all of you that so many comments from last week, and we're going a little deeper. Uh, I'm not going to waste a lot of time in the beginning, but thank you for your support and your love and your donations to help make it happen. Of course, we are here from Groundbreaking Studios, and... Um, we're uh, about three months in now, and I appreciate all of you for the love, and we're still growing. Thank you for your donations. Thank you for all that you do, the kind words. And if you're not following me, make sure you're following me on all social media, at Bishop Greg Davis. Don't forget, every day at 3 o'clock, download the Clubhouse app. We've been three years there. Almost 2 million people have come in the Clubhouse uh, in, our, in our house, we call it. Uh, when the right one comes. So be a part of the conversation. We talk relationship Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. We do ministry uh, because in order to in order to find the right one, you got to become the right one. So we do more than just talk about trending topics, uh, but we prepare you. Let's get back to the conversation. He is back. Welcome back, sir. Well, thank you, sir. Did I did I treat you good the first week? The stumpy a little bit. In? You know you are you are a skilled. <laughs> so I have to take my time answering. Yeah, because you did. Yeah, you wanted because you said. Now what did you say? Yeah, what you, you say? <laughs> you can get me in a whole lot of trouble. I don't need trouble, man. So I I think we've been knowing each other. What twenty? Twenty? Oh, twenty? No. So I, I we've been it. around each other. Pretty much for as long as you, um, since you came to Louisiana. Oh yeah, and that's been that's been a long. That's been a long. That was ninety three, ninety two. Yeah, ninety three. That's how long we've been around each other. Yeah. Now I think we started really developing our personal relationship because mm -hmm. me and Sam was more yeah in the beginning because yeah. the the old man would tell Sam, I, I, "Baby." Take care of him. He, he got your money, and I'm going home watch the news. Yeah. I got to catch the news at it. <laughs> correct, 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 correct. <laughs> he, he would give you a timeline before we start doing this time. You got about you got about forty five minutes. Correct, but <laughs> see you you and Sam were both hoopers. Y'all y'all didn't want to hear me because I was a little teacher. So yeah, you was known as a teacher. Yeah, I wasn't. Y'all wasn't trying to rock with me. <laughs> Y'all wasn't trying to rock with me. He didn't even come to church when I preached because he, you know, he liked he liked the teaching thing. He, I think he might have came I, one time. I love hooping too, though. You do? I yeah, do. we kind of do. And you know what? I like teaching. Yeah, I think we got to like it all. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 when I when I want to get actually the local church that I go to here, my pastor is a is a teacher, and most people say you, what. Yeah, I got to get fed. Yeah, you know? absolutely, yeah, we have, yeah. absolutely. So we've been around, and um, I'm honored to have him in the studio. Um, every step that I've making made, um, he's been here in his family. Even when I was in Morgan City, Louisiana, your dad came and preached for me. He sure did. Yeah, we got on care too. He remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's get into the conversation. We we're gonna we're gonna talk about dating a lot in this and preparation. But I, I want to I get this question all the time. Why do women stay so long? Um, I'm going to give you a scenario. Uh, just the other day, I had a, a DM from a woman, and she said, I've been with this man 15 months. He's 40 years old, never been married. He has no kids, never been married. She says she just now asked the question, what are we doing? How long has she been with this man? 
15 months. How old is she? Uh, in her late 30s. She has two kids. Wow. So he treats her kids wonderful. Oh, I had one that was eight years. You know, you get them too. And so... Longer I, than that. Yeah. I said, I said to her, why did you wait so long? Because, you know, a man, and you could, you could tell me if you disagree with it, because we're having a conversation. A man will have a good time, but it don't mean a long time. No, sir. <laughs> Especially if he don't want to commit. You, so now she's tired. She has, re, and wait a minute, they're not even in a relationship. It's a situationship, she called it. Mm-hmm. But he don't go out with anybody else. He's comfortable with her. He will not talk about anything further. Uh, I, I told her. You uh, said it. He's what? He's comfortable with he's, her. Yeah. Yeah. When, and when you keep going, because I believe this too, whatever uh, uh, you allow, a man is going to continue doing. Better know it. If you allow, if you never say, this is enough. So in your opinion, why do women stay in these situationships, relationships? The man never talks about anything in the future he never talks about her in the future never says we're going to do everything is still i but he not she said this also he treats her wonderful she's in love with him have turned down other men to go out with who are good men that want to be in a relationship mm -hmm. but she's in love with him well <laughs> mm, I gotta. You trying to see which way you go? I gotta this? ponder this one. Well, I, I, I think number one, this is. I think this is one of the biggest mistakes women make. Is women come into the relationship on the front side, making all of the investment. I see so many women that come in, and they give a man everything. A husband is supposed to get you know you bring in your body you bring in your money you bring in your service you bring in your support and you're dumping this into the life of a man that you don't have a signed contract on don't miss where you at but if she's a wife all right mm -hmm. outside of the body Yes, sir. If she's a wife. In mind and spirit. In mind and spirit. Yeah, yeah. You got me. Isn't it hard for her not to, if she goes over his house and see the laundry is not washed, it, it, she say, you know, I'm going by the cleaners. I can take this. Or, you know what? I know you've been eating restaurant food. Let me cook you a meal. Just out of, isn't it hard for them to do that when they already are a wife? You don't just become a wife. <laughs> are you ready for this? <laughs> well, come on, sir. A wife is marked by wisdom and boundaries. <laughs> the thing that separates a typical woman <laughs> from a wife is virtue. And a virtuous woman mm. has established certain boundaries around her life that even if she's infatuated or in love with a man she's not going to disturb her virtue which is connected to god to please a man a woman that is not in control of herself i'm gonna shut up on that you keep bringing up the boundaries mm -hmm. um i believe that you should set boundaries but the problem is
they take them down. They set them, mm -hmm. and because they're so excited, would Correct. you agree? Correct. When a man comes? Correct. They forget all about him. It's anything goes. Whatever, whatever you like. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Right. Well, it goes back to what you were talking about, how, <clears throat> excuse me, how women are are wasting all of these long spans of time mm -hmm. with the wrong man, with a man that is clearly the wrong man. Um, see, w we can afford to do that as men because the older we get, they say we become more distinguished. Mm hmm. The reality, now it may be triggering, women may not want to hear it, but the reality is the way society is set up, the older a woman gets, the less likely she's going to be able to have a baby, right? Uh, the older a woman gets, we don't get older and more attractive. We don't. That's why they call us distinguished. Mm -hmm. I don't look as good as I used to look 25 years ago. People try to say that, but I mean, you know. But I really do. <laughs> I'm not gonna mess with your confidence. <laughs> I'm not gonna mess Don't with your. Don't throw away my confidence. <laughs> no, I'm just. Saying. But ahead. my point is, women cannot afford to give a man blocks of your time. Yeah. And the more time you give a man, the more time you waste. It means that you know there's a there's an undercurrent of desperation that then begins to kick in. That that makes you. Um, well, feel like you need to settle, like you have to settle. I think that it's been a long time since I've dated. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll be honest about that. It's been, well, I'm married 29 going on 30 years, so it's been that long since I've dated, and I, I dated her exclusively for X amount of years. But, you know, I... Take it, please. At, take at, it. at what point, though, should this woman had said, had said, "What are we doing?" That, that, that's what I want to get to. That's the real that's question. Good. At, at what point? I, I know, I know that when women hit us, they try to pinpoint us to say a certain amount of months. Yeah. So it, it's different for everybody. But let, let's not talk about time. That's at what point, though, do you say? And the man says nothing. I don't believe you said in the beginning, because then there's some women, they go right to the first date. What are we doing? They've already, we're going to get to that. I mean, they envision, this is my husband, he's going to call the girlfriend. Yeah. You're going to be in the wedding. <laughs> this is my baby daddy and all that. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. But after you've been with the person, at what point do you say, what is this? And then at what point do you walk away? Because time is your greatest commodity. Absolutely. Not money. Absolutely. Time I, is. I can lose money. If I have time, I can get it back. Um, this is what I believe. Mm -hmm. This is what I believe. And this is what I teach women. In the beginnings, in the development of a new relationship as a woman, to guard, you have to, you have to first of all, guard your heart. You have to you know, put the reins on to hold yourself back because when you, when, when you are a natural nurturer, mm -hmm. it is a challenge emotionally to not just do what, you know, manifest who you are. But in the beginnings of a new relationship, a woman has to allow 
the man to dictate the pace of that development. In other words, you got to let him pursue. And that's a whole nother issue right there. Women We're feel going like there. they, you know, We're going there. you got to let him pursue. If he's on 10, it's cool for you to hang out around eight, just to give you kind of a visual. If he's on nine, fall back to seven. He falls back to eight, you go fall back to five. He falls to seven, you fall off. Don't allow the man to be on five and you're on 10. The man is on six and you're on 10. You're being depleted. You're writing checks and he's making all of the withdrawals. You're making all of the deposits. And there's something about the, the way the feminine soul is constructed that when, when you've given everything you have to give to a man, the Bible puts it this way, hope deferred makes the heart sick. There's a confusion that happens in your soul. It's called a soul tie. And now you find yourself caught up in a situation that you're hoping is going to get better. Year pass, five years passes, 10 years. You got to let a man dictate the pace of the relationship. And when he, watch this, when he falls off, it's then time for you to move on. You don't need counseling. You don't need prayer. When a man falls off, when he falls short of saying, articulating, you're my wife, I want to marry you, here's the date. I think I've heard you talk about that. Mm -hmm. Here's the date. If a man doesn't push it to that point, you should not push it to that. You, sh you should never be in a, in a posture as a woman where you're trying to force a man to marry you. And usually women are trying to force a man to marry them when they've given the man everything that a wife could give a man anyway. So you're not for a woman proposing all this foolishness we saying, man. <laughs> I don't want to get that. Man, come on, oh, then, yeah. come on, man. Oh, okay. I, any man I, I, that I, I any just... man that would sit on his big rusty behind and allow a woman to fall on her knee and propose to him and stay there is a feminine man. Yeah. Any man. When I told Lisa, I don't think I want to marry you. You know what she said? Okay. She never called to ask me why, what could I do better? She said, okay. That is the mark of a healthy woman who's in tune to her virtue and her worth. The woman got no business proposing what? to no man. I, I, see, my thing is, I, I say this all the time, if, if, if y'all follow me. Why do we think that this is the only man? Now, this is what I said. I, this is not the only man. I like when I say something. <laughs> why? Why did they? You focus there. They used to quote this all the time when I said there are eight billion. Not that you're gonna you're gonna meet all it. Even in your home city, are you you focus on this one man? You in love? I really believe, and I told I say you more in love with the idea of him because he's not really what you want. Young lady said something to me. Uh, forget where it was. It was in, in, I was in Miami, in fact. I was in mm. Miami. Beautiful young influencer, you know, just a gorgeous girl. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, she said, Pastor, I discovered that I developed marital idolization. 
women idolize mm-hmm. the idea of mm-hmm. being married to the point they do not do the work to be attractive to the person they are attracted to. To the point that they settle for whatever's in hand, to the point they no longer trust God to actually raise up a suitable man. There is another man, but you have to be at a, at a place in terms of um, your own personal well-being and development that you're able to be, number one, fulfilled in your individuality, Number two, in faith for God to bring the right person into your life. Number three, you have to respect yourself too much to allow the wrong person. I'm going to go there. Is there insecurity? I think most women are insecure. I think most people are insecure, actually. Overall? I really do. I think, really? I think when you hear us as men, I'm like, um, I want seven women. That's insecurity talking. That's just an insecure man that's trying to project upon the world through the medium of social media, that I'm a player. Any dude that's really been there can look in the eyes of these guys and tell he ain't all that. He's trying to project. Because <laughs> if you got to say you're all that. You ain't got to, you know. See, we learned that from no man. But Correct. See, we, they have a deficit. They didn't, I think that that's what's wrong with a lot of our men nowadays, even women, which you said in the first show, they don't have that example. They don't have that example. And they don't have honest voices. Yeah. You know, like we're having this honest conversation. Yeah. We don't have this in our community where no, we really neither talk. in the church. Definitely not in the church. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely not, in, not the church. in the church. And that's why that's why I appreciate what you do, and that's why I'm gonna keep on doing what I'm doing. I believe that God is raising up voices to do that outside of the walls, and it's much. I get people just like you do telling me, oh, "Thank you for doing this." So, so let's let's switch gears. Because we're going in, we're going in the pattern. What's your thoughts on a woman approaching a man? You know, back in the day, I always use this example. Hold on, don't shut it down yet. Yes, don't. sir. Yes, sir. Back in the day, they dropped a handkerchief. It's flirting. Nowadays, they drop a DM, or they like a picture. Uh, I know you ain't been in it for a while, but you know what's going on. You keep saying I ain't dead, but you know what's no, going on. I, I have a. Yeah, I have my pulse. <laughs> I have my finger on the pulse right. of it. If you talk to people, so correct, you know. Correct. I mean, is there anything wrong with a woman if she sees a man? How far do you go with the approach? Well, I think you know. And see, when when I when I'm thinking about a man and a woman connecting, I'm always thinking from the perspective of a masculine leader of a man, and what would that what would that guy be attracted to? What would he what would turn him away? A woman that's too aggressive is definitely not going to attract a masculine husband kind of uh, man. But there are ways that women can um, make their availability known. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Stuff as simple as, you know, we in a in a room with a number of people, woman 20 feet, 30 feet away, she see a guy she likes, you know, all she got to do is make eye contact and smile and then look away. Go back to your conversation. And let him then do the rest. Yeah. And then look again, you know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and. You listening, Kara? The manager of us, too. <laughs> <laughs> and from that point, 
you know, I think that I think that the the dance between the man and the woman in in making the connection and getting to know one another is um, I think it's the grounds where a man proves his leadership. That's what I say that all the time. I think it is. I say that all the time. If I'm not if I'm not enough leader to say to you, you know, hey, can we get a cup of coffee? I, I but I tell them to fall back. Once you made that connection, fall then back. fall back because it shows his leadership ability. Correct. Let him. Let him. Where he go? Where he? Where he chooses? Correct. How he wants to uh, engage with you to get to the date. The the whole the you know I I hang out with love every night and and love us Bishop Love let's love yeah. he'll sit down if it's all women at the table he's gonna order for everybody he's just a gentleman yeah some women don't even know about that though because I went on a date you don't know about these kind of thing, dates I went on a date with somebody and I tried to I don't need you to order my food I'm like yeah <laughs> I order my wife's food now right I say babe what what would you like to have right and the man comes I say she'll have X Y Z Y yeah, I and I think I think this thing that we got now of you know I don't want to go here I don't want to go there, I, I think you miss out on maybe the 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 right one because of where you choose. Do you want the place or you want the person? Correct, correct. Yeah. So leadership. Okay, let's go a little further. You have women that are praying. They're Christians. They want the right one in search of the right one. I have a book called Preparing and Positioning for the Right One, about three, four years old. And I talk about Ruth and Naomi, Boaz. She was prepared. Mm -hmm. And then she positioned herself in the field. Talk about after a woman is, has done the work, God is not going to knock on the door and you know, mm -hmm. it ain't even no more milkmen oh, coming. Wow. And, and they, they just sit around believing God. It's true. What do they need to, how do, do they need to position themselves to be in the right place for these men? And the other thing is they need to stop talking all this negative talk. Oh, wow. You know, about, you know, ain't no good man out here. You mean tell me, out of all the men in the world, you just, you just haven't come across. You haven't mm -hmm. So how should you prepare and position yourself? Well, you know, it depends on the kind of man you want. Mm -hmm. and the kind of man you think you're attracted mm -hmm. to. If you say, you know, I want a millionaire, well, you can't be financially irresponsible. If you say, I want a, a, a man with a six-pack, well, I got to be careful. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You have to live a life that is conducive to attract. Because yeah, they're going to say you shaming. Correct. <laughs> you, have to, you have to live a life that's conducive to that kind of man. And then watch this. Here's, here's one of my issues with the church. Mm -hmm. with church, with church women. You can't just go to work in the church, especially if you're in a church where you don't have that many men. But I'm saved. And all you doing is going to church and going to but work. But I'm safe. Where I'm going to go, R.C.? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Hey, you got to put yourself in a in a situation because there are saved men that are accomplished businessmen. You know, um, they there's more to them than just the church, as there should be more to you than just the church. And so there, there are places I was listening to somebody, man, I, f I forget this list, but they laid out a list of places where eligible men go, golf course, mm -hmm. 
golf course. You can't just be stuck up in the car with you and your single girlfriends all day, every day, complaining about how there are no good men in the world, but every podcast you own is talking about relationships and men. You obviously want a man. And all we hear from you is no, there are no, all these men are dogs. But yet you're not positioning yourself. You're not putting yourself, even at church many times, a lot of women that don't have relationships won't even mingle, won't even talk, won't even have conversations. Or you've gotten to a point where uh, you're, you're visualizing the guy and there are great men who may not be the visual right now because you can take a man, if a woman knows what to do, she can take a man from a five to eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She really can. It's just sometimes it's a matter of bringing the dude to the barber, you know, bringing him to the store, let him pay for it, putting him in the right clothes. <laughs> you better say that. And right. all, oh, I got to say that. Putting him in the right clothes and all of these kinds. But a lot of women are, are writing certain guys off that they should be getting to know. Because I say it all the time, I get pushback on it. You want to know where your husband is? He's in the friend zone. You left him in the friend zone. Yeah. Yeah, because isn't that where you're supposed to be at first anyway? I believe it. Friends. Lisa and I were friends before we became right. lovers. So just just that your your right one may be in the friend zone. You've already oh, established friendship. And I know we're going to get pushback on that. Yeah. I know we're going to get pushback. No, because he's not six foot. I just, this way I wanted to go here now. He's not six foot two. I got a girl. Uh, and and it, everybody knows. So I'm gonna say a day she is she he's he's got to be six foot two. He's got to be. It's it's no five eight mm-hmm. no. Yeah, he's got to be six. So he got to be six foot two. What else? He's got to be six foot two. He's got to be making six figures more than a hundred thousand. All right. And what else? He's got <laughs> <laughs> nothing inside. Six foot two. Six, six foot two. Figures. Yeah. Six. Yes. That, that's pretty much it. Six pack. Six pack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. But I said to her, what if he's not six foot two? What if he's five nine? He makes six figures. He checks all your boxes. And you mean to tell me the only thing that's the red flag for you is six foot two? You're going to turn him down. He checks all the other boxes. He treats you the way. Do you know they say yes? Wow. I'm going to say like Kevin Hart on that. Wow. <laughs> No, for real. Wow. Don't act like that because, you know, you get them to say the thing. I do. But, you know, he, here's the thing. Now, if we're going to use, if we're gonna use um, metrics like that, okay? Uh, see, you're getting me in trouble. I knew when I sat down here at this desk, I was going to get in trouble messing around with <laughs> Go you. Go ahead. Come on. If we're going to use metrics like that, if, if a woman is going to say, well, if he's not six, if he's just five ten, five nine, mm-hmm. five eleven, that's not enough. I'm I'm throwing him back. A woman then cannot get angry with a man if he says, "Well, you got to be between a hundred and five pounds to a hundred and twenty, twenty five pounds, or whatever the whatever he, that particular guy's." He's saying that for a reason, probably because he knows that. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? And so if you're going to judge a man on those kinds of um, superficial metrics early on, how are you going to expect him to love you at your later years in life when menopause hits you or after you have a child? Because he's always going to be six foot two. Come on now. And your body 
He's always your your body you changes yeah. and you can't pull it back in, mm-hmm. or you twenty five thirty pounds or forty pounds beyond your your weight because they don't of, understand that metabolism slows down menopause. Me and you know about that metabolism. Absolutely, yeah. I know about it. Yeah. And so my point is, you can't have such a superficial approach to love with a man in the beginning, and then in your Later years come and say, well, now I need you to accept me for who I am and what I'm. It goes to the, to the to another conversation, though. We only choose for right now. Correct. And not later. No one talks to the. Oh, that's good. You brought something to my mind. <laughs> I, I remember. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Because, yeah, you, you go with it. When I made a decision to mm-hmm. marry Lisa, it was based on my future. Mm-hmm. When she made a decision to marry me, it was based on her future. We were both looking beyond the moment. I knew that Lisa would fit into my future. I knew I, I knew that the thing God showed me, she fit into that. Most of us, you just enlighten me on something, are failing because we're we're choosing for right mm-hmm. now. And watch this: the six foot two guy. The six-pack, the six-figure guy, that you've not done any investigation relative to his character and his heart, is the same guy that will use up all of your youth and will get you pregnant. And when you had that baby and your body can't bounce back, will trade you in Mm -hmm. because he's as superficial as you are. Mm -hmm. We only choose... For right now, we don't think about it, and that's the reason why I think before you even get with somebody, you knew who you knew where you were going. Lisa knew where she was going. Correct. The average person that's dating, especially younger, I still have people that ask me about how do I figure out my purpose. Well, you 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 shouldn't even be because you bringing somebody into your life and you still y'all both still trying to fit. So 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 here, this is another conversation we. <sighs> Two people struggling. They they talk about this all the time. I'm not gonna get with anybody. And I'm struggling. Y'all didn't struggle. Well, you was you said you didn't have a lot of money when you y'all first met. But we ain't struggle because we adjusted our lifestyle. So should a man? Okay, here's the question: Should a man date and he's broke? I don't. I wouldn't think it's ideal. I think a man. I think a broke man should be consumed. See, me and you more alike than you think. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I think a broke man should be consumed with earning. You know, so a broke man should get himself together before yeah, he tried to. A broke man should be, con- why are you out here trying to date somebody and you broke? A woman is to be cherished and taken care of. You know what a woman bring to the table? Every time like, what she bring to the table? Babe, you, you, there's enough within you to bring to the table. And the woman is the prize. I don't care what y'all say. I don't know where you at on that, but I know everybody got different I stuff on I think we it. both the prize. No, you ain't no prize. <laughs> Mm-mm. You ain't no prize. You ain't no prize. You ain't I no think prize. When am I the gift then? It's a, it's you can man. be a gift. You are a gift. A good man is. playing on words is, on that no, one. No, no. I ain't playing on words. It's because there's a certain way we understand words in this culture. You, you, you're a Bible man. Go ahead. God gave, God gave the woman to her. Favor is in the woman. I agree with that. And I don't know how we got off on this here, but but you do know, 
you know, there's this thing, and I think Steve Harvey said it, that, um, no, it wasn't. It was Miles Monroe. You give a woman a... a, a <sighs> Correct. He never gives it back to you the same. That's not every woman, though. That's not every woman. Well, you got to choose your women, right? Like women got to choose. That's their what I'm saying. Right? But we'll take that. And women, I hear women say no. that, and I'm looking at them like, no, that ain't he, that ain't pertaining to you. No, no, that, that no, no. As your daddy was a no. baby, that ain't concerned. Baby, <laughs> baby. Well, it goes both ways. No, it does. Every it does. man is not a husband. Every woman is not a wife. Now you have the potential to become, but have you maximized? Have you actualized that potential? Those are two different things. So let's go deeper. Should every man marry? No. Should every woman marry? No. No. And the reason I say that is because most of us have not done the personal work. If you go back to the Genesis model, we've not gone through that period of time where Adam was by himself. Put to sleep, God created Eve by herself. Those were the individual developmental phases of each of these persons. We don't like ourselves. That's why we don't like being Exactly. Married. You got to love your neighbor Some people, as you love yourself. It was hard yourself. COVID time. Yeah, they couldn't. They don't like themselves. Correct. So how are you going to love somebody else? Correct. Yeah, go ahead. I didn't mean that. Yeah. And so going back to our original thing. Um, a man, because we went off. Yeah, we went off. We, we go off a lot. <laughs> a man, a broke man should be concerning himself with earning. You don't need to be out here looking at no woman. You need to be out here earning figuring that out so that when you when you um engage a woman you don't have to come with this foolish conversation about what you bring to the table build a table right build a chair and invite the woman to sit down and you got to bring nothing put stuff on the table Let's so she has to bring nothing well no i wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that, but I think in today's culture, we're talk when they, when they say bring something to the table, they're talking about finances or they're talking about whatever. A woman needs to bring the the energy, the nature, and the character of a wife. You don't build a table for a woman that's not a wife. But it's said that she brings legacy because she bears the child. Well, um, no. King Lemuel's mother told him, told him, you shouldn't give your strength to all of these strange women because you're a king. You have to make decisions and your, your people's lives are in your hands. Just because you, you're running around um, making babies with women, I'm trying not to get in trouble. Because when you start looking at it from the perspective of a man, some of the worst decisions men have made were to have children with the wrong woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's not necessarily a legacy as much as it is a curse in some cases. I was more referring to the woman, though. I think it was. I think it was Steve Harvey that said that she is bringing something to the table. She's she's bearing a child for you. Yeah, of, uh, yeah, but of course. That, but that's. I don't think that's. I don't want to downplay that she's having a child, but I don't think that's all she brings. No, that's not all she brings. Because no. some women won't be able to have children. So it's got Great to point. be more than You're that. Right. You know what I'm saying? My wife, what my wife brought, okay, back to Lisa and I. When she and I got married, the doctor told her because of all of the sexual trauma she had dealt with as a child, that she wouldn't be able to have kids. So I married my wife under the, the medical mm -hmm. idea that, she would never be able to have kids. 
And so she had to bring something more to the table than childbearing because the doctor said she wouldn't be able to do it. Well, thank God we we saw two children out mm-hmm. of out of our union. But what did she brought? What did she bring? She brought help. She brought an insight to the vision God had given me that I didn't have. She brought motivation. She she brought a connection to my soul that when I'm down, this lady knows exactly what I need to hear. She brought the companionship. It's my greatest companion. I travel the world with this lady. You know, only person in the world I want to be with every day, all day. When I'm mm. not around her, it feels weird after mm. all of these years. You know, hate to leave her. You know, only person in the world. Much as I love my children, I, I, come visit or mm-hmm. go. Go back mm-hmm. to wherever you come from. Only person in the world. So a woman does bring something to the table and that is for the man she brings partnership and friendship going back to your earlier point that it needs to be on the foundation of friendship see like knowing you um a woman is gonna have to be your friend because you know you you're a relational person mm-hmm. yet you're a private person very so you want to have this exclusive relationship within the context of your privacy so She's got to bring more than just sex and a bed experience for you. She's got to be your buddy. She's got to learn some of the things you like. You have to learn, you know. So those are just my old fogey thoughts. So preferences are okay to have a preference. What do you mean? Explain. <laughs> I want to make certain that I'm understanding what you're saying. A type. Even though Lisa said you were not her type in the first show. Is it okay to have a type? Like 105 to 120 pounds? I think that I think everybody naturally has a type. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think that we should allow our particular type to dominate our ultimate decision. There's not a type out of all these people that has both? No. The, no? Wait, wait. I'm trying that, to... ha- that has that has the looks, the personality and everything that I it takes longer. I'll often say it takes longer to get exactly what you want. And that 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 bees the problem. We don't want to wait on. Well, okay. Um now here's here's the issue with that. Now I think when it comes down to the physical stuff, I think you have to give yourself leeway. In other bit, words, yeah. you know, if if you have a scale in your mind of what a what a type ten man is or ten woman or nine or eight or seven or six, I think you got to at least give a five a conversation mm. because the enduring aspects of the person are mm. the internals, not the externals. Mm. And the more, the more we go, the more we're going to change physically. So if what you see today is a 10, 10 years from now, that's going to be eight, seven and a half. But it goes back to thinking about just for now. Yeah. Because that's going to fade. And five years, you get to a certain point that those looks start changing like every two years. You, yeah. you aging. And so it's then going to boil down to how beautiful are they on the inside. And so I would say it's natural for all of us to have a type, but don't give too much weight to that. But you should have somebody that you at least like. Oh yeah, at. yeah. You got You got to at least like the way they look, so you can respond to them sexually, and you can respond Ooh. to them romantically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now here's 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 another issue that I've discovered, 
especially with women, more so with women than men, is that when a woman gives a man that may not, she may not be attracted to at all physically, you know, but when she gives a man the opportunity to have real deep conversation with her, this is where I've seen in some rare cases where guys that were in the friend zone actually turned into husbands in the romantic interest. It's because the woman allowed, sometimes, most times by mistake, she allowed the soul of the man to connect with hers. Mm. And the internals of the man so impacted her that it overwhelmed all of the physical, and she became more attracted to his soul, and it created the sexual desire, which I think are you know, probably the greatest relationships. Like yeah. I learned Lisa wasn't attracted to me <laughs> until I got Devastating, on. Devastating, huh? Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 All those years. All those years. Yeah. All those years. Did did it hurt you? <laughs> it ain't hurt me. <laughs> you know we say we ain't hurt, we hurt. <laughs> oh, we say, oh, I already knew that. I already knew that. So we we're gonna wrap up in just a minute. Thank you for doing this. Um Dating, you know, that's kind of what I talk about a lot. And I know you say it's been years, but a lot of women go on dates. And again, I'm going to go back to this. That's their husband in front of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they text and they, they text a girlfriend. I'm going to have babies by him, and they already got it down. Should there be any expectations when you go on a first date, second date? I say no. Mm-mm, I agree with you. You don't know me. Yeah. You know, you don't know me. What is your saying? Dating is for what? Data. Yeah. How, how can you make a decision until you get the data? R.C. Blake's quoted me. Lord have mercy. Nah. I yeah. Mean, sound like our bishop. Don't Correct. Yeah, he quoted me. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. <laughs> wow. He knows what I be saying. <laughs> Told y'all the men be watching. <laughs> I watch him too. It is data. You should be collecting data. Yeah. So how can you make a decision until you get the data? We got a banker over there. He's a banker. Well, I don't care how much he love and respect you or love and respect me. Data. We bring something to the bank mm-hmm. and say, well, we need you to finance this. Oh, I mm-hmm. love you, Rab, but give me all of the I need this, need this. And more than likely, the people from his office are going to be calling our office every day and the staff going to be running around getting all this information. They need all of the data to figure out if the deal is feasible. And so how can you have these great expectations on the first date? You just seen the packaging. It's just the wrapping in the Christmas season. It's not the wrapping. It, you got to you got to pull all that apart. Get rid of these ribbons and all this shiny paper. Open this box up. Let's see what's on the inside here to, to determine if we got value here or not. And that takes time. That takes time. Yeah, because I'm sure you would say even after 29, 30 years, you and you and Lisa still are. Oh, that's another section. That's a whole another conversation there. Yeah. Every five to ten years, you have to relearn the person. Because the ter- I put it this way: terms of condition change. Absolutely. You know how you get them statements from PayPal and all that. Our terms of condition has changed. Well, let me give you. Let me. And, Man, this conversation just flowing. We all over the place. <laughs> but let me, let me give you a real life example of that. Mm-hmm. That happened last night. There's a certain engagement that um, I told Lisa I won't accept for next year. A certain point. 
certain month next year, well, her birth month. And she said, well, this happened last night. I said, I won't accept that one. I want to I wanna go to that. And she says to me on the phone, she says, well, you know that's my birthday week, right? <laughs> I said, okay. I said, well, if me accepting the engagement is going to interfere with whatever you need for your birthday week, don't accept it. Well, that's a new version of Lisa. That's a new version that comes out of this more confident, assertive woman. Because in the past, she was just that. Ten okay. years, it wouldn't have mattered. Mm-hmm. Because she she wasn't, you know, she was still trying to overcome the trauma mm-hmm. of her past. And so she wasn't always feeling herself like that. Now, I got it's a It's the well for me. You knew what that well meant, huh? I did know what that well meant. <laughs> and it came out Jamaican style. <laughs> And so I'm like, well, okay, hey, you know, if you whatever you want, you know, if you don't accept it. She said, no, it's your choice. I said, no, but now it's you know your what birthday. that means, though. I do know. Choose right. You better choose right. <laughs> but that's something I've learned. And it's, it's a constant evolution of growing. And watch this. This conversation is so amazing. I think that's the thing that keeps the attraction. Absolutely. Is when you can grow with a person. I don't have to learn nobody all over again. That's the whole point. It's growing with a person. That's what makes it makes it exciting at 59 years old. I think she's 56, something like that. That's what makes it exciting. We hit it for 60 years old, learning this new version of this lady, and this lady learning this new version of me. Do you know that's the mistake? That that so me and me and Pastor Kim, my ex-wife, for those of you that don't know, for 20 years. Um, the terms of condition changed when I when I went on the Word Network. We were used to doing everything together. You know, we pastored together. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Now she prayed for me to go on the Word Network because that TV was my. It. Mm. My son just texted me yesterday and said, "Dad, you remember when you used to uh, watch uh, World Harvest Camp Meet? Was that Camp Meet, my Parsley? Mm-hmm. He remembers all this. Mm-hmm. Used to, I said I was watching me where where I was going, and we laughed." So we pastored together. Then we got to, after the hurricane, we got to Philly. We pastored together. Then Aretha Morton asks me to take the church in Delaware. We, we pastored together. But then I have to change the times. So she's doing Pennsylvania by herself. She has to leave. She don't get to experience the Delaware church, which is growing. And just then comes the Word Network. Well, TCT first, then the Word Network. She don't desire to do TV. While we're talking to Bishop in our, in our counseling, she says, he never has me on. This is public, so I can say we talked about this. Uh, we actually have a podcast. You need to go to my podcast. We did a podcast, Marriage Before and After, for two hours. Wow. To say, yeah, we talked. Um, but even though she said she didn't want to do it, she really didn't want to do TV. She just wanted to do it with me. With you. And I was too immature to realize mm. that the terms of condition had changed. And I should have, if nothing else, flew her in just to be there more. And it would have still felt like. But then my grandfather gets sick. We pastor in two churches. My grandfather gets sick in Detroit. Now I'm overseeing his church. We got three different houses. One in Detroit. Wow. 
a, a loft in Detroit, apartment in Delaware, and our main house. We just shuffling through, having these big conferences, seven days of glory. I mean, it's happening. And we never sat down to talk about what was happening. We just let it happen. And it was my fault. You know why it was my fault? Because I'm the man. Correct. And I should have stopped it. You know, that that's powerful. I never thought about that. Yeah. She didn't really want TV. She wanted to do it with me. Because we did, you know, we did you, everything together. Even full gospel. When I, when, I, when I couldn't keep an employee as the bishop of overseer over the field, Bishop Morton said, I know what I'm going to do. Kim going to work for you. We're going to pick Kim to be your assistant. You ain't going to fire her. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so we had offices right next to each other, even in the headquarters. I mean, everything, we were accustomed. We, they start calling us the power couple in full gospel. Bishop even said this to my Bishop Morton even said, he said, next to, next to me and my wife, y'all was the... Mm-hmm. So disappointed. Oh yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I just felt that thing, just like uh-huh. like the moment. Yeah, yeah. So the turn, you gotta discuss, like you say, every four or five years, you gotta come back to the drawing board because you're no longer the same person. Then she started going through menopause, and I didn't know it because nobody told. Because she's older than me, nobody. The young, the older fellas told us a lot of things, but they didn't tell us about menopause. You know, they didn't talk about them kind of things. You know, they did not. And I'm just thinking about this, this terms of conditions changing. Lisa and I had a moment in our marriage where that happened. It was after Katrina. I had, we had always been together. You know, I was pastoring East New Home, East New Orleans Church, one pastor in one location, multiple services. We go to church together, we go home together. We spend all night. I was a homebody. I wasn't a traveler. We just got through talking about that before Mm -hmm. we got on air. After Katrina, now I'm on and off planes two and three times a week. I'm not home, right? Hmm. And then for some reason, God chooses to expand my territory and he allows me to become more popular at an older age than a younger Mm -hmm. age nationally. So not only am I traveling back and forth trying to manage new home ministries, but I'm traveling to all these other places. One day I walk into the house. I don't think I've ever told this story uh, publicly. One day I walk into- I can pull it out of people. You can pull it out. You can pull it out. (laughs) One day I walk into the house after coming from the airport, and she says to me, I'm going to leave you. Mm. And I'm like, you going to leave me? <laughs> what, what you going to leave me for? And long story short, that moment led to us having conversation about how she was in a, a different place and I was still functioning off of the old manual. Mm. Mm. wasn't because of cheating. wasn't because I mm-hmm. I was paying all her bills, taking care of her like normal. Mm-hmm. But those terms had changed. Yep. And as a man, I was not wise enough to recognize it. it and it was from that point that I started realizing I got to pay attention to the evolution, mm-hmm. and I have to shift. You know what I'm saying? We just keep going and going. She woke up one morning. I 
never forget this, and we're ending. She woke up one morning. We were at the Sheraton Suites in Delaware, downtown, blocks from the church. Three o'clock in the morning, I think, Liston Page, we're in the middle of seven days of glory. People are here from all over the world at our church for the conference. And she wakes up. If you don't want me no more, just tell me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's kind of what I dealt with, exactly. I'm like, what? I'm at the height. I'm the first African American to have this ain't TBN yes, where they're giving us a night every Friday. I got Shirley C's. I got I got all I think Cheryl Brady was coming in the next day and wow. what? And there was the defining moment. And I didn't, you know, you can be with somebody and not see them. We in church. Ooh, that's good. We in church and listening, going at it. You're not listening, preacher. Yeah. He ministering. And still got this picture to this day. He ministering to us and she almost falling on the ground. I'm holding her up. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking she just worshiping because she's a word. No, she hurting. Mm-hmm. She's silently hurt and can't talk to nobody. And she hurting. How many people? We shifted. Yes, sir. You ain't got no more questions. Yeah, this is. Yeah. How many people that are watching us or that we talk to, we know them. We know a lot of people that's married in our field. Correct. Got other, they like Lucy and Ricky. Different Correct. beds, different bedrooms, Correct. different homes. Correct. Correct. I didn't find that out until, because you know, my grandfather raised me. He was saved for real. Yes, sir. And then when God started telling me after, I said, well, you know, we all got second homes. We all, we, um, what? No, because I'm like you. I ain't cheat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cheating wasn't, although people thought the reason why, I didn't cheat. I did cheat, though. I, che- I cheated with the church. Absolutely. I heard you say that many years ago. I cheated with the church. The church was who I cheated with. What do you do when what you love so much is the thing that kills what you love? Wow. And who you love. So- I don't know how we got this, how we got here. I think it's needful. <laughs> I think this conversation is needful, actually. Yeah. You know, I think it's needful. She woke up and I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't, you don't, you, you, we barely do this. We barely, you fill in the blanks. We barely yeah. do that. You're gone all the time. We live in separate places. We live in separately. We just don't want to say it. And there are so many people that's living that. And I, I celebrate you, though, mm. and I say this sincerely. I celebrate you for 30 years. And what I can't figure out is my grandparents married 67. Ooh, I pray to get there. 67 years. And I start wondering, why couldn't you do that? Everybody has their own journey. That's what I came to the conclusion yeah. of. Everybody has their I, own That's journey. what I came to the conclusion of. Well, you know... Yeah, everybody has. <laughs> everybody has their own journey. I ain't gonna get that out of you. <laughs> everybody has their own journey. I want you to take that camera. I'm gonna do like I used to do on Word. I ain't did this in years, and I want you to take the last couple of minutes to to say to the queens, "What would you say in a setting like this to close out?" You've heard a lot. Um, you've heard a lot, and you've probably been triggered. You've probably been encouraged. 
Uh, you've probably been informed, motivated at various points in this conversation. But when you turn, you know, your device down, your TV off, I want you to go inward. I want you to go inward because the main relationship you need to have right now is the relationship with the Holy Spirit. He will guide you and he will lead you. And he will heal you and he will bring everything that is ordained of God into your life and into your heart. I want you to believe this concept or just consider this concept. God will prepare the man that is purposed for your life. All you need to do is get prepared for the man that's purposed for your life. Your job is to prepare you. Allow God to prepare the man. I love you. We're praying for you. And uh, see you at the top. Thank you, my friend, for um, spending two hours with me. And um, I, I looked at you a couple times. I'm like, okay, is he going to last? But uh, I appreciate you because I know you have to minister. Thank you for coming by the studio. Thank you for being my brother, you and Sam, thank thank you for sharing your dad with me. Oh wow! The time that I the time that I was around, uh, I appreciate you. Hey y'all, make sure you follow him. Tell us when the conference is. Conference Queenology uh, is happening in uh, August of 2024 in Atlanta, Georgia. I think it's the Whitley Hotel okay. that is hosting Queenology this year. You can go to Queenology.net. And you can register all kinds of packages and uh, even payment plans for those of you that might need to take advantage of that. But I'd love to see you. Lisa and I would love to see you in Atlanta, Georgia. It'll be amazing. You can follow me at Bishop Greg Davis all over Bishop Greg Davis. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the channel. Uh, and uh, hey, y'all, go with God. Go with God. Thank you to my team, Ray and Kara and all those that help make this possible. Go with God, everybody. Peace. <laughs>